and action. All right, well, um, those of you that were here uh, in person got to hear my story. And just in a nutshell, I've been doing this since I was 14 and uh, self-employed for seven years and um, looking to continue to grow. And you guys are part of that story. Um, I um, want to talk about some of the expectations I have, and then I want to hear about you guys, and I want to hear your expectations with this group. Um, I My expectation is I'd like to make something by the end of this year and debut it by New Year's Eve um, or New Year's Day 2023 um, is what, that is my goal. That's my expectation is that we will make something. Now, people have asked me if I have a script. No, because you guys are going to help me write that script or you're going to write it for me or for us is what I really mean because um, I don't want this to be the Stanley show. Uh, although I will talk until there's no dead space in a room, I'm not here to do stuff for you. I'm not here to turn you guys into my workers. I'm here to turn you guys into leaders. And I want you guys to think about everything you do here as if you're the one in charge. Anything that I ask you to do, um, take ownership of it. If it's an idea, be opinionated about it. And if you are, if you're like, I think we should make this, be ready to defend it. And that's what I'll, all I have to say. And if you're quiet, I'm sorry, <laughs> um, because this is a rough industry if you're a quiet person uh, in the sense of unwilling to talk about your opinion. In this space, therefore, I need this to be a space where we are not mean to each other. Now, when I say that, that means what I'm talking about is you could disagree, disagree with me all day, every day. That's awesome. I'd love to debate about stuff, so not a problem. What I mean is don't be rude, I guess, about like if someone if someone has an idea you don't like, don't say, uh, you would say something like, hmm, this needs work, instead of something rude like, this is a terrible idea. You are terrible. That idea sucks. Why are you here? Those are things I don't want to hear. <laughs> those, are, those are things that are not allowed here. Everything needs to be some form of constructive uh, criticism, if you will. That's, that is, um, if you can learn that skill, you'll go far in any industry in life of being able to give people honest feedback um, and uh, without stomping on their toes is <laughs> a, a skill not everyone has. Um, and um, I just want everyone to make sure that you're candid about everything um, here. I don't want to sacrifice honesty. Everyone, I, I appreciate honesty. If something that I'm saying is not good or it's a bad idea or you have, you're like, oh, you know, that's, that would never happen. Or, you know, tell me, please, because I'd rather find out now than when we made the whole thing and we debut it and people say, oh, you know, this wasn't good. Why did you ever make this? You know, as, because the critics, the people that are just watchers, they'll be way ruder. They, they don't follow the rules of, hey, constructive criticism. They will straight up melt your face off <laughs> with, their, with their comments. Um, I've made videos where uh, I've made some controversial videos, and it's, it's amazing. Like, I saw one was, uh, I made one called, thanks, Sylvia. I made one that was about if uh, Alexa was Adventist. And um, someone sent me a whole sermon about how terrible my video was. And I was like, wow, cool. <laughs> you know, I'm like, that's that. At least I, hey, at least I made an impact. Uh, but I just, I'm at the point where I just, I just, you know, let those things roll off me. I don't care. Um, so that's some of my expectations is that I, I want you guys to, my expectations is that each of you will think like a leader and that we will work together to make something by the end of the year. And uh, so you've heard my story. You've heard my expectations, and I just want to know what you guys are into and what you are hoping to get out of this story. And so I don't know which way I should start because both of you look a little bit terrified of having to talk. But um, <laughs> so if you know, I'll guess I'll start. We'll go clockwise. So I'm sorry. You can start. No, no. So for the record, tell us your name and um, why, why film, why this club, and maybe what you're hoping to get out of it. My name is Sharon. A little bit louder. <laughs> oh, yeah. Please I can't hear. I can't hear. My name is Sharon. Um, what else do I want 
What are you hoping to get? Or why why film or why are you here? Um, I wanna learn something from this and I always been into technology, so Okay. And so so learning is what you're what you're hoping to get out of it. Yeah. Okay. So maybe because I wanna do technology. So Okay. Something cool. In the cool, cool. All right. Hugh? Yes. I'm Hugh. Um, why this club? Uh, when I when I was watching um, that program at Sabbath and I saw the announcement, I was like, yes, I want to be I want to be a part of it. I want to be a part of something creative because um, in my previous career, I did for 13 years. I I was into broadcast, TV, and production and stuff like that. Cool. And um, it was fun. I left it for for tech. I mean, technology now. <laughs> so weird. Um, but then I realized that I still needed a creative avenue and um, and with the church because I used to work along with the church as well the conference yeah um, <clears throat> um, I realized that it's it's I, 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 lo I want to tell a story but I want it to be a wholesome story mm -hmm. you know something that will impact someone so um, that's that's my expectation to be a part of a creative endeavor and something that can impact someone's life. Very cool. People's lives. Very good. Very good. All right. And Rob. Yes. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, just very interested in technology, kind of a tech geek, process nerd. Um, when I go to movies, I always stay and watch the credits. Um, yes. That's the best part. Yes. <laughs> All right. So, especially Marvel, right? Oh. I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> oh, yeah. They reward you. They reward you. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I have a cousin who's probably my best friend, and he's gone to the Dave School twice. He's actually got a studio in his house. He has a green screen. He's got a 50-inch um, TV for, for editing and so forth. So I just like, oh, man, that's, that's, that's for me. I, I'm actually going to be going there tomorrow, so. Cool. Um, but, uh, yeah, so this and just like you, when I saw, when I saw the uh, announcement, I was just like, <laughs> yeah, I'm, this is right up my alley. I'm, I'm like, as soon as I, you know, get a chance, I'm emailing to do this, so. Awesome, yeah. okay. So you're hoping to make your own stuff? I, I guess maybe, it sounded uh, like maybe, Hugh, that's what you were into as well, maybe make your own Not support stuff. the team in making. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. Team support, so. Support, okay, yeah. okay. All right, uh, Corbin? I'm Corbin. Um, I kind of have a little fascination on how to make videos. Um, I have made some videos for my job and I just want to learn how to do it better. Um, and I also like to write, and I have some little short stories that I have, and I maybe awesome. would like to make those into a little video okay. sometime. Great. Yeah. More writers, more writers. That, that's usually, like, I've been in other groups before, and it's amazing how few people are writers i'm like wow that i'll be honest that's what i love the most yeah. is writing because and i don't know how to do a screen oh right. well we will talk about that yes. that is um I, I think in some ways easier yet harder to do because yeah, i watch some some looked at some tutorials and that and it's oh yeah cool a little confusing and then when you sit down and actually do it yeah yeah, there's there's a there's a free software that I'm going to introduce you guys to later that will help you with the formatting. That's that's probably the strangest part about writing a screenplay is the way they're formatted. Yeah, but the formatting. Very low. It's like minimal description uh, yeah. is the other part. That's that can be easy for some, hard for others. But all right, and Rebecca. So hi, I'm Rebecca. Um, I've always been interested in storytelling. I can watch like a documentary on pretty much anything, um, and I love to analyze movies to the point where I'm annoying. Like, <laughs> watching a movie with yeah, me. Yeah. Um, I took a couple film classes in college and just like really enjoyed it. Um, so I just was trying to push myself to more pursue my creative side this year and tell stories. And it was really funny. Um, the First sermon of the year, where I was like, "What's one thing you want to accomplish this year?" Like, and Jen um, talked about it on planet, something like that. It was what I wrote was to write a screenplay, and it like came instantly because it's something I've kind of been like avoiding for a while. So I haven't written one since college. So oh, okay. that's kind of cool. Why? Yeah. I yeah. Up. 
Awesome. Nice. Um, so you said writing is one of the things you want to do more of? Yeah, I just Write. love storytelling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Awesome, awesome. Randy, you want to give us an answer too? Um, he's here because he's paid to be here. Uh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> all of what Stanley said. No, um, my name is Randy. I have um, a background uh, in TV, uh, produced uh, three seasons of a TV show called Hope on Fire, which still airs on uh, Adventist networks other than uh, three day again it was a little too little too much for them and um, <coughs> have done uh, the podcast of the church for six years um, I write the show and prepare and, and, and post produce so my reel is I, I do like storytelling um, and I would love to for a possibility or even a spin-off or a side part of this project whatever it turns out to be would be a um, almost a small theater uh, spoken word podcast would be a cool spin-off and that's probably where my ears are usually perked up when it's like ooh with a cast of characters that can do some even basic voiceover a little voice acting uh, we could do something cool like that very cool yeah um, so the it's it's really an open book right now as to what we're going to make I just want to make something um, I feel like uh if I don't make something, I feel like I'm gonna like explode sometimes or like burst where I'm like, ah, I've got, I just need to do something. Um, so I've been writing a lot of scripts on my own. I have several feature films that I've written but never made. Um, and so part of that is where I'm a, the writer but not the producer type. And so that's my problem is like, taking that first step towards and maybe I need to make my resolution about make more make more stuff this year <laughs> like make more stuff that I've written because um, most of the time I make stuff that's corporate stuff that's for money and not so much for myself um, however this is really crazy but um, I'm in talks to make a low budget uh, creature feature uh, called Crocodilus 2 <laughs> um, about a man a man crocodile and so or and I think in this case a female a, a humanoid crocodile that's female anyway so that's something crazy that I'm in talks with actually writing and directing because the producer I've been working with is like made Crocodilus and it was making money off on Prime and He's not a writer, and he just like threw the script together, and somehow it was still working. So he was like, "Oh, I'd love to have a real writer." So I might be making that uh, sometime next year. But um, crazy thing, who knows? I, I hopefully this this audio is prophetic when I listen to it later. <laughs> We're already making it. Um, but I have other features that I've been trying to make. I'm trying to make. Um, I got really close to making a Christian feature film uh, based on the parable of uh, the kingdom of heaven is like a man who works in a field, finds a treasure, and happily goes out and sells everything he owns so that he can buy the land and get the treasure. And it was about two, uh, two guys that, um, that find this treasure in their neighbor's backyard and they're trying to buy the house or whatever. And it's just, just the shenanigans of, of trying to, and came really close. Um, and um, the second producer that was brought on wanted it to be the Goonies, and like it really lost sight of the parable, and it was just like a stalemate. And then the first producer and I ended up making a web series called um, Ellen Versus the World, which I put in Discord if you want to check it out. And it's about uh, growing up Adventists. And uh, uh, even though the main character's name is Ellen, it's, it's like based on my experience of going from public school to private school, um, and just the different types of people you meet and the <coughs> expectations that people have. Anyway, so less about me. Um, I think I have a little something for you guys. Um, and um, it's part of being a creative. Randy's, Randy knows where they are. Um, every creative since the dawn of the notebook has had one on them. Uh, they can come in any color you want, as long as you want it in black or green. Um, and so, um, the best notebook is the one you have on you because ideas strike fast and they all, I'll take one too, one to stop some way. 
Ideas strike you fast, and guess what? They also leave you just as fast. And so you need something to write them down in. Um, and so my first assignment for you guys is to just write down something or draw or write music, whatever you're into, before our next meeting would be my first assignment to you. Um, I also have a special uh, paint pen that's over there because the black is hard to write on the outside. Since we all have really similar looking notebooks, you probably want to write your name on it, or at least on the front page of one side or the other. Um, and there's a copper and there's a white, so if you want to write your name on it, go for it. Um, so that's my first assignment to you guys, is just write ideas. Um, and get just, it doesn't matter what the idea is, write a journal to yourself. Today, I saw someone who said this, write that down. I have written down dialogue in, in these notebooks where I've heard something that sounded cool. And these are actually actual paint pens, so just be careful that they, you don't get it on your, on your clothes. So just be, yeah, make sure it dries before you go, you know, like grab it and put it on your shirt. Um, and uh, just got figured it'd be hard to write with a normal pen on these. Um, <clears throat> so that's that's my little tiny gift to you. These were like 50 cents at Walmart. So I have well, so many notebooks floating around. <laughs> um, and it's fun to look through them and see there's a lot. There's some ideas I've never used and some ideas were like, that's where that started. That little, this thing that turned into that thing. Um, and um, Let's also talk about schedule. I'm sorry I'm all over the place, but let's talk about schedule. I don't have a printed out schedule for you, but in general, the goal is to have the, um, have the script written by the end of spring, and then to do uh, film production, the actual shooting part, by uh, late summer, so like July, August, and then go into post-production um, September, <clears throat> September through December. And so um, I'm planning workshops along the way. Uh, I'll be handling the first phase because of screenwriting, and that's what I'm into. Um, and then right now we have, um, I have some people that have agreed to help us out that I know in the industry. Um, Andy Monteo is a cinematographer that will be helping us. And uh, John Lamudius is also another cinematographer and lighter, so that we'll be talking about camera use and then we'll be talking about um, lighting. Um, a lot of times those two things get lumped together, but we're gonna kind of separate them. Now, we're only gonna do a couple of workshops, so it's, it's not like I expect you to be masters, um, but it, it's almost a survey, and I noted a survey of the whole film industry. Um, some people really uh, gravitate towards one area once they, once they learn about it. Um, uh, that's where I kind of gravitate towards screenwriting because I've just really enjoyed, uh, there's a lot more structure to it. You were like a process nerd, you said. You might really love writing once you've kind of figured out that there's a code to how to write a screenplay for uh, for Hollywood anyway. Um, I can recommend books if you like, but anyway, sorry, let me go back to what I was, squirrel. I get sidetracked, but um, I'll be, uh, then I have, um, so those people will help us with production. They'll likely help us shoot as well. Um, and then uh, John is also a skilled um, editor, and so he will likely help us there. Um, his uh, wife, partner, is Laura, and she is going to give us a talk on set design as well later a little presentation of how to like design a set that's one of the things that you'll notice between a low low budget to a high budget is if you take a still from from you know a no budget show and a high budget show a lot of people say oh it's cinematography it's lighting but it's like you look around the edges of the frame on the high budget one and it's loaded with this little knickknack here strategically placed whereas this one's like looks like my office over there, just like a blank wall. You know, like you want, like just adding those that, you know, making the the location a character is like what that person does and what they do is awesome. Um, if anyone's interested, I know a few makeup artists that we could get over here, some of which do the uh, the Grinch uh, stuff at, or the Who's at, at Universal Studios where they put the giant nose on those people. We could get, we, I can make that happen. Um, and then um, trying to think what else, who else I've got lined up. But, um, oh, we've talked about, is anyone, I can't remember the survey results. Anyone here interested in writing music? Um, 
we've got composers from the church. Um, I'd love to show you guys Richard's studio. I don't know if it'll be the new one by the time, but Richard from church, um, he's got like all this amazing audio gear at his uh, studio for Advent Health. Um, excuse me. <clears throat> and so we're gonna be doing workshops along the way. I don't have an exact schedule, but for now, plan on two weeks from today being our first, our, our next meeting. Uh, and uh, I'll tell you right now, the first one I'm going to uh, talk about is screenplay structure. Um, but starting with log lines, and I can give a little preview now because I love talking about screenwriting, but um, a log line is that little sentence you see um, <clears throat> when you look on Rotten Tomatoes or you look at the theater ticketing thing and they give that little one sentence description of that movie. Um, Someone give me a movie, quick. Back to the Future. Back to the Future, okay. A young teenage boy um, goes on a trip back in time and accidentally um, accidentally disrupts his parents' marriage and has to convince his mom not to fall in love with him. It's kind of like the, that sentence. That's terrible, I did a terrible job. Uh, teenager goes back in time and has to fix his parents' marriage. There we go, shorter sentence. So that's that like one sentence description is a log line. And I'm gonna help you guys write those. There's formulas for everything because Hollywood's about making moolah. So they've like really, really figured out like what their formulas are. So it makes it easier to teach. So we're gonna talk about that. And then I'm gonna to talk to you about um, structure. There's uh, five things that are part of every great story. Um, and I'll tell you that briefly is setup. Uh, catalyst or something changes, then there's uh, fun and games with that premise, something always goes wrong, and then uh, there's a, the climax or the, the resolution or sometimes the twist, but um, res uh, climax is probably the best way to put that. Sounds so, like a rom-com. What's that? Sounds like a rom-com. Rom-com? Oh, um, sure. If we were to say rom-com, it would be uh, set up as we meet two people that are flawed and that need somebody. Catalyst is they bump into each other. Always, they must hate each other if it's a rom-com. It's the rules. I don't make them, just observe them. But they must hate each other or have some kind of disagreement. Then they date, they try it, um, and then at one point they, they get to that point of uh, where something goes wrong and they say, I don't even know who you are. I don't even know who you are anymore. And, uh, and then they realize they can't live without each other and there's a big romantic gesture. So that's, that's also for Star Wars. We meet uh, these people, we see the problems that they have and that they need, they need help. And uh, the hero is initiated into the adventure. Star Wars is, uh, help me Obi-Wan Kenobi, you're my only hope. Um, and then the adventure or the fun and games part, they go and they shoot guns, they fight bad guys, they rescue a princess. And then, oh no, something goes wrong. We led the bad guys to our secret base and they're gonna blow it up. Resolution, they have to, um, they have to uh, stop the bad guys, blow them up and rescue their base. Um, those five things are in everything. Um, commercials even use those five things. And you can even get more granular um, if you want to. There's a great book called Save the Cat. Weird title, great book. Um, and it actually goes into 15 points that are in every story. I don't have pens for everybody, I'm sorry. If anyone needs a pen right now and wants to write anything down, just let me know. <clears throat> but um, there we go, just let, yeah, Randy will take There you go. Oh, oh sorry. And um, so there's, those are the five things and we'll delve into that a lot deeper, but um, that's it in a nutshell. And then typically what I do from there is I build out my story. Uh, if it's a feature length, I go to note cards. Um, but now there's a lot of software that you can use that are virtual note cards. And um, I, I end up with about 40 note cards, a note card for each scene. And then I actually write it from then. And then once I start writing, the characters take a life of their own and those cards go out the window, but at least I've done my work and I know my characters really well. Um, so that's kind of my process for writing. But um, So in review, by next time, I would like you guys to just write down ideas and have any ideas and then we'll talk don't you don't have to pitch them i just want to see that you're thinking that's all that so there's no such thing as a bad idea 
Remember what I said earlier? This is going to be a safe space. We're not going to poo-poo anyone's ideas, um, at least not in a mean way. <laughs> but, and yes, Rob. This is ideas for what the movie's going to be about? This is any idea. Any idea. Uh, so I'm just, I just want to get you warmed up. I just want to get you used to the idea of writing your ideas down. Because <clears throat> so often, if you're like me, you're like, oh, yeah, that was a great idea. And then later, what was that idea? What did I? What was I thinking of? It's like I need uh, Daniel to interpret my dreams. You know, like uh, <laughs> like um, I'm I've lost it. Um, so that's why just any idea. These don't have to be the film. Maybe it will. Maybe it will be. But uh, I'm not going to make you guys pitch ideas for the film until after I've talked to you about log lines and that simple structure. At least that first section. Once we talk about that. So in two weeks, we'll talk about that, and then that's when I'll give you the assignment to come up with ideas to pitch. Um, I would love it if everyone pitched. Um, don't be shy, there's only a few of us here. I would love all of you to pitch, because um, I want to create leaders in all of you. All of you, I want you to be independent thinkers. I know that I've talked the most. I'm hoping I don't talk so much. <laughs> but um, once we get into, once we get past some of my lectures, then I'm hoping it's a little bit more of a debate and I've got to learn how to facilitate that better probably. But, um, <laughs> but the, uh, um, uh, do you guys have any questions for me at this point? Rob, I'd appreciate you asking me so many questions. But I get used to that. So, yes, uh, no, I like it. I, like it. It's okay. I have a question. Um, yes, Hugh. In terms of the talent pool that you're looking for, what do you, can you identify what needs you will have? There are a lot of writers I find yeah. And um, what, what, what do you think your needs would be? So when it comes to actual production, there's one director uh, and the writer doesn't do anything <laughs> at that point. It's over for them. Their job's done. Um, uh, then there's cinematographers. And then under the cinematographer is the largest pool of people, which is the lighters, uh, assistant camera. There's an actual job of, of the person that's there uh, to focus the camera, because a lot of lenses are not um, auto-focus. A lot of them are manual focus, and they have little focus rings. Um, when it comes to that, I'll set up my camera, and we can you know, let you guys play with it. Um, there's lighters. There's, there's two jobs for under lighting, which is um, the gaffer, which is the person that plugs in the lights, and yeah, and an actual lighter, like what Randy has. Uh, no, no, not that, no. But the, ga the gaffer is the one that moves the light and plugs it in. Uh, in Europe, they're known as sparks because of that, because they're the ones that plug it in. Um, there's, um, not to be, uh, sometimes they're called an electric here, but then they're, um, not to be confused with grips. Grips are like the people that just move whatever they're told to move, but they also do a lot of the light sculpting. So what's strange is the person that will move the light in, but they don't do anything beyond just moving the light in and plugging it in and making sure they're not blowing circuits. And someone else's job is to come in and put stuff in front of the light to sculpt the light because there'll be stuff like where, you know, um, this will change the lighting, like me blocking this light on my face will change the way it looks or like just wherever the light's coming from. Uh, can you reset switch? We'll turn that off. We'll get dramatic lighting in here. There we go, boom. So now I'm like this soft. Let's look at Randy. He's got the best lighting going on right here. He's got the light from the, the, uh, the, the uh, computer and, uh, and the lamp is right there. And so like if we took that down, oh, see now it's a little bit different. We, we blacked out that light a little bit so it's less of the blue on his face. So anyway, so there's, there's, that's actually someone's job. There's someone else's job that's a script supervisor, which is really to make sure that people say the same thing every take um, on a large complex project. Um, so this, I'm giving you the long answer. The short answer is there's so much you can do on a film set uh, that almost any skill set can find a home on set. Uh, there's builders, sound people, um, lighting people, um, administrative type people, um, the, like a project, almost like a project manager or the assistant director doesn't actually direct actors. They really just keep the set running. Um, it's, that's their whole job. And I've done that and it's super hard. Um, <laughs> for me anyway, I'm, I gotta be kind of a bull-nosed person and like really, uh, confrontational like 
hey, I need this now um, type of personality. Um, that's not me. Maybe it's one of you. That'd be awesome. Um, and um, and I'm just trying to think. What else? Whether a makeup artist, whether um, you're a set design. So there's there's like so many things. So on a small set, what I definitely need is a director, cinematographer. You can turn on it's cool. The cinematographer. Um, lighting people, sound people are like on a small set. And then usually as you get to a larger set is when you add stuff like makeup and set design, which is why the set design is always terrible um, on independent films because it's like one of the lower things you add. Um, and then in post-production, I'd love, uh, there's junior editors, people that just log footage and label it uh, properly, uh, sync the audio if we record it separately. Um, and uh, marketers. <laughs> so anyway, I've, I've given you a long list, but thank okay. you for that question. Um, any other questions? That's always going to be you when you when you say that. So, um, so at this point, we we don't. We're going to decide later on what the movie is going to be about. Yeah. B. Um, what are you thinking of as far as length? As length. Um. <clears throat> so. Um. I will t give you a glimpse into the process will be that I will be the one that will narrow it down and then I will take your pitches to um, the church staff and let them vote, I guess, in green light. So we'll treat them like they're the studio. Um, what I think our limitations are would be um, Probably not a feature-length film. That's 90 minutes. Yes, Randy? It might be helpful if you guys do go into the Discord and watch Ellen versus the World. And what's that? A total runtime, all four episodes, are we? 20? 26 minutes. 26 minutes, and we filmed how many days? Seven days. Seven full days. Eight, eight days. Eight, eight days. days, and some of those days were like 14 hours. It was ridiculous how long we were on set. And so just and we worked fast. And we were yeah. just we were flying. I mean, it was ridiculous. And we had we had some professionals on set. Michael Cotta for lighting. Yep. Andy and uh, 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 can't think of his name. Yeah, Kyle. And, Kyle. Um, and so we had some we had yep. some professional people. It took to get 26 minutes of finished product was yeah. that many days on professional set. actors as well yeah. right filming so this uh, you know the, the length of it will definitely so if you watch that watch what we got what we got out of those 26 minutes and then go eight days with the semi-professional crew and that'll give you an idea of what we're up against yeah. maybe it was actually like, mostly professional it was um only the grips were like uh, beginners and me and and Randy. I never I never <laughs> been an assistant director before, so I learned a lot yeah. on the fly. It's hard. I it's thought hard. it was. I didn't realize how hard it is. But um, so um, I will try to pick something that I think we can make excellently. Um, as excellently a word. Of course, it's your word. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a writer. It's your word. <laughs> well, that we can make good. Um, that we can make real good. Um, I want to do something that's excellent, is what the thing is. And um, I don't want to put a fence on you guys yet. I don't want to put a fence around this yard. But the things that are easier to make are things that are single location, uh, that have very few actors. Like um, Alfred Hitchcock does a lot of those movies. Um, he would take plays and turn them into movies. Um, Dialing for Murder, Rope, Rear Window. I don't know if Rear Window was a play. I know the other two were. Even Psycho, after the first 15 minutes, is like in two rooms, the rest of the movie, you know, like maybe three or four sets, you know? So it's like, he was, you know, people were all claustrophobic, but it was like cheap, that's <laughs> why they did it. Um, and you can make it in a studio really easily because that all of his stuff was, all of his movies were in a studio. Um, and uh, he did make other movies, but there, he did a lot that were single location. Uh, there's other classic movies, uh, 12 Angry Men, Another example of single location. Um, those are way cheaper. If we did a single location, single actor script, we might be able to pull off a feature film, <laughs> you know? Um, but um, but it won't be easy but to do that. And I'm not here to make something easy, but I, I still want to get it done yeah. by the end of the year. Um, and that's where some of like time commitment from you guys, once we get to shooting, um, we did two weeks of Ellen vs. the World of five days um, or four days and, and 
two four days or something like that. I can't remember how we did it. Um, like and so they weren't straight. But the four days straight were straight, and it's like I don't know how much you guys are willing to take it off of work. I don't know if we got to shoot just Sundays. Um, you know, that's I've done that too, um, and so therefore it might be. You know, that'll also limit us in our length. So I'm thinking, I think 12 minutes is a great length for a short film. Um, I've been to film festivals. Films that are longer are uh, tend to be boring um, in a short film festival. Uh, there's actually, in February, uh, I'm a judge at the Love Your Shorts Film Festival in Sanford. Um, and you guys should come. I don't think it's very expensive to go. But um, I'll talk to the church about seeing if we can get you guys there. Um, see what the tickets are, if you guys are available. But that'd be awesome for you guys to just watch a film festival. But the ones that are long are painful for the audience, and the ones that are really short are forgotten because they're, they're so short. Even if they're amazing, they're just like, gone. Like, like, that was great. And they never think about it again. But so that's where like a 12 minute is like ideally for uh, festivals and whatnot. And that is, if we, I want to make something really good, I want to put it in festivals. I want to win some awards. I don't know about you guys. So um, so that's part of my expectation, part of that. Um, you have questions. I'm going to look at you. Uh, what? You think I have a question? Yeah. What's that? I do have a question. OK, awesome. Okay. I don't know. I would have to see which one I'm like really into. OK. Yeah, so that's fine. Uh, Rebecca? Are you going to have like production workshops? Yeah. I was curious about producers and that kind of aspect of. With, like, um, oh, for you being said, a producer? How you said you're going to have someone like yes. a set down um, design and different things. Yes. Like um, I'm trying to figure out when I should do it. Maybe right after, we, after we've pitched and we've the, decided on an idea while we're in the process of writing. It'd be a good idea, good idea to get a producer involved at that point. Um, I know a great one. I know two that uh, I'll talk to them both. And I'll, I will get a producer out of here. Um, one is a producer slash assistant director because they, they end up being kind of similar because they're both very organizational or whatever. Um, but one is like producer does a lot before and a lot after. And then they're kind of, during production, they're like the person that puts out a lot of fires um, of like, this person didn't show up, we need a replacement. And they're the, the producer is the one that gets the Academy Award. Um, when a movie wins Best Picture, they're the one that gets the credit for it, not the director. Um, unless it, the director is the producer. But they're the one that puts, puts the team together. And the assistant director is one that, once you're there, make sure that the set stays on time and, and safe. They're also in charge is of editing. Is the editing part easy? Editing? Oh man, easy. Well, for some, for some, no, uh, no. It's one of those, like. I see a lot of YouTubers do that. Yeah, um, editing has gotten easier. I'll put it that way. Like, um, all of you have smartphones. Well, yeah. Like, all right. So, back in the day, it was. You would go and you would shoot film. Yep, exactly. You'd get it processed, and you'd like have a, a, a table that had light on it, and so you could see through the film strip. And you'd be like, have two rollers and a pair of scissors and tape, and you'd cut and you'd paste that junk together. You know, and it was like, now it's now it's pointing and clicking, and you they call it non-destructive editing. Is what I don't know if they still call that because they probably forgot they they used to destroy film when they would edit, but. Um, Literally, you can you can undo your mistakes and do all that stuff. And if, if all of you have smartphones, I'm assuming, yes. it, your smartphone is is more powerful than the first 100 years of cinema combined. <laughs> um, because I can shoot, edit, light, record sound. Well, you have uh, the all iPhone 13, right? I have the, that's the 12, oh. the 12 Pro. But um, I thought it was 13. the 13 because the 13 you can have the cinema mode. On. Yeah, cinema mode with the depth of field. You can change focus, and it looks gorgeous. It's crazy, um, and it's all in your pocket. <laughs> and so, I I will just say editing gets easier every year, and maybe someday I'll be out of a job because a, a computer will be able to edit 
everything for everybody else. But no. that's where we have to focus on the art and our focus on our craft to make, make sure that we're doing the best that we can. Cool. Um, Corbin, question? Uh, I don't have one right now. Okay. Um, I'll, I'm going to do another squirrel aside. Was um, I saw this one lecture where they were talking about cultural differences. Um, and this guy went to Japan and he asked everybody, you have a question? And no one raised their hand. He was like, okay. And, he was, and the teacher was like, no, no, no. There's like six questions out there. And he's like, what? <laughs> and he looks around and he just looked at somebody and it was like, and then like uh, for the audio, and he like had raised a hand up like to them, like uh, offering like you, mm -hmm. you, and then each each of the person, each person they pointed to was like had a question and immediately asked a question. So that's why I like none of you raised your hand. I just like forced Rebecca and, and Sharon to, to ask a question because I knew there was a question inside. Um, cool. Um, let's see here. One thing I did not do was I didn't pray up front, so I would like to pray with you guys before we go. Any last questions before I release you? And you're more than welcome to also hang out with me. Yes. Last one. Okay, no, that's no, okay. I, I, I go for it. So, um, and uh, genre, I guess we probably need to come up with that also, like a documentary sure. or a comedy or a yes. drama. Or, um, or did you have something in mind? Sure, sure. So... <clears throat> Um, this is a project that's maybe not quite financially sponsored by the Whole Life Church, but the whole program is sponsored by Whole Life Church. Um, and so we have to do something that doesn't go, let me put where this doesn't go against church values. So we're not here to make a shoot 'em up, you know, <laughs> loaded with bad words, profanity film. <laughs> Randy's leaving. <laughs> All right. <laughs> He's out. He's out. But um, Can't be right I, I personally um, don't like to label stuff I make as a Christian film because I feel like it's self-segregating sometimes where once you once a film gets that label, only Christians are going to see it. And I'm like, eh, <laughs> about that goal. I'm like, man, I want I want everybody to see this. And especially if it's got a good message, then I really want everybody to see it. And sure, Christians are great, and they need to hear it too. But I just like, um, I'll, I'll use the movie The Blind Side as an example. They never marketed that thing as a Christian film. That's a Christian film. It's got Christian values all over it. It's got Sandra Bullock in it, made a ton of money, and made a huge impact on the world at that time. Um, and so that's, that's where I'd like to live. It's super hard to live there, but... That, that's kind of my goal. So I don't want to say we have to make an air quote Christian film, but we can't make a film that's anti-Christian or, or gross or whatever. Um, satire. What's that? Satire. What is it? Satire. Satire. Maybe. Get away with a lot of satire. Um, but the... Um, um, I was going to say the Bible itself is pretty gross. <laughs> when you read some of it, you're like, what? I've been listening to the, uh, the Bible in chronological order this year. Is my goal to get through the whole Bible. And there's some stories of, like, mm -hmm. Joseph's brothers and where they're, like, sleeping with their daughters-in-law. like Yeah. Oh, you're like, what? <laughs> uh, yeah. And that's, there's all sorts of crazy. Like, Samson's a, at least a PG-13 story, <laughs> if not rated R. The amount of violence, you know, of, like, Nothing ripping off the jaw of a lion. Sleep. Like, that's, that's And then killing intense. 40 men with it. And killing like, 40 <laughs> men with, like, a bloody jaw, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> just this. I mean, yeah. I mean, let's, let's go to Lot's house. If yeah, you that's, that's what was in my head. I was like, here, take my daughters. You know, and that's like, not even but, and that's not even the worst. Like you read through the Bible in a year, like that. Yeah. I did that twice now, and you get to some of these parts that you've never been taught. And even if yeah, you went to church never. school, church, whatever, and you're like, I did. I holy moly! Yeah. Like where, where, yeah. what, what is the? It's what am I learning from this story? This is Gen uh, another squirrel moment. Genesis six is like the most nuts chapter to me because it's about. Uh, I'll paraphrase, and it says, "The women of earth were so beautiful." That the sons of God came down from heaven and slept with them, and they had children, and their children were giants and heroes of old. And you're like, what? Mm, what? <laughs> what? 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 What?
Nephilim, and I'm like yeah. looking up Nephilim, and it's like all this crazy stuff, and I'm like, what? <laughs> like, is, is this? Are these the? Uh, you know, like, like is this where Zeus came from? Is this where? Right? You know, like all these crazy ideas. But um, so, with that being said, the Bible is also a history book. Like, it's it's not like Jesus told stories, and his stories were always uh, they they always had a lesson. But they were also full of violence, too, where there's one where he tells a story of uh, a master sent his servant to these people and then um, to get them to work, and then they killed that guy. And then he sent another servant. Is that what it is? Am I telling the story wrong? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. And then kills him, and he's like, let me send my own son. They kill his son. Of course, that's a, a metaphor for, for Christ himself, but it's like, that's loaded with violence, and that's mm-hmm. a true story. Or, or, I mean, that's a story that Jesus himself told. So, in essence... You, we can get away with a lot as long as we have the right message to it, and that, that message can't go against uh, Christianity or Seventh-day Adventism or against the, the standards of Whole Life Church. Um, I don't know if you know our mission and vision at Whole Life Church. It's uh, loving people into a, a lifelong friendship with Christ. Uh, that's our real goal is to get people, to draw people into a real relationship. Can film do it? Let's find out. <laughs> Let's find out. Um, all right. Any more questions? Anybody? Corbin, I know you got one in you. Randy, Randy, you have a question? Uh, I don't think so. I did, I did, and I didn't write it down. See, ah, see? Yeah. Where I supposed to write it down? I have a notebook. This is a notebook Stanley got when I first came here. Yep. And so I've got this one, and then, then I've got like three more that hide out in different bags, different places. Yeah. I take stuff, so I always have one. The best one's the one you have on you. Tons of <laughs> podcast out. ideas. If I don't have a book, I have more voice notes than I'll probably ever listen to, but I know there's ideas in there. So um, I forgot what it was. But I think this is going to be fun. The thing, too, is, yeah. like, let's have fun doing it, and whatever part you find, even if it's a small part, it's an important part. Uh, just being on the last set, I mean, Stanley and I ended up doing a ton of the post. Well, we did all the post-production. But, you know, if someone finds out, like, hey, I'd really like to yeah. like do some audio, or I'd like to learn, I mean, there's, I think there's opportunities to, to learn, to be involved. And just take ownership of whatever part you feel like is, you know, in your wheelhouse and have fun with it. This is going to be, if we don't have fun, then this sucks. Yeah. You know, let's yeah. not do it if it's not going to be fun. Yeah, exactly. It's going to be hard, but hard and fun to do together. No, I'm glad you said that. Uh, fun is, the number, like, this filmmaking can be a lot of fun. Um, I remember when I was in film school, a lot of people dropped out their freshman year because a lot of people were used to just kind of generating and making their own videos really, really fast. Um, and... Uh, the filmmaking process is very collaborative and therefore kind of slow in comparison. Um, and so a lot of people ended up end up dropping out because they hated production and uh, where you had to like schedule a, a movie was like a lot of people were like forget this. It's what I signed up for. I'm a I'm a creator, you know. But it's part of the process that we need people that can do that. And I'm <laughs> glad you asked about productions. I'm hoping that's what you want to do. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but. Um, so, um, and like I said, your leaders, all of you are leaders now, um, because there's, there's so much that can be done and, um, leaders wanted this where this really to answer your question from earlier, Hugh, what position is like, what do you want to do and what, what are you willing to lead? And that's what you'll do. <laughs> that's what I'll let you do. Um, and then let you do even sounds wrong. That's what you will do. You'll take it. Um, but, uh. So anyway, fun, big part, creativity. All of you are creators now too. I hereby designate you creators uh, because uh, you will write down your ideas and uh, at least share one. Oh, you know what? I gave you guys an assignment. Do you guys remember any assignment I gave you on? Story. On the score? A story. Okay. Who's got time? Anyone have to go? I have to go. Right. You have to go? All right. So you get to tell your story first. Here we go. Corbin. What? Oh. <laughs> What kind of story was it supposed to be again? A one to two minute story. You have a story? About about what? It could be about anything. It's your story. Is it about you? Well, yeah. Okay. So in, uh, in uh, sixth grade, we were doing uh, outdoor ed. Mm-hmm. And they told us not to go into the girls' cabin. No. So we all, all the guys, got, like, got a brilliant idea that we had to go in, that we were going to go to the girls' cabin. So we went out down the stairs, and then up the stairs to the girls' cabin, the back way. And then, I'm sorry, but um, 
the women's or the girls' cabin was worse than the boys' cabin. <laughs> it was it was more dirty, more not not excuse me not dirty, messy. It was it was more messy, clothes everywhere, and it stunk too. Oh no! It, it stunk. Um, oh, that And somehow the teachers found out we were in the in there. And all my friends, like idiots, ran out the front door oh. into the uh, mouth of the lions. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and then, but, but but I was a smart one, so I went out the back and hit under the cabins. Oh. You, know, you know, the the I can't block where the, uh, the the chalets are kind of raised up a little bit. Okay. I hit under there, and uh, and then someone ratted me out. Oh, <laughs> so I could have gone the next field trip, but that was oh, okay no. because I don't like um. <laughs> uh, theme parks all that much. Okay. For me. Awesome. All right. That had all the twists and turns. There you go. Catch. Awesome. All right. Uh, all right. Thank you, Corbin. Well, I guess let me pray real quick. And then uh, anyone else that's willing to share a story, go for it. I love to tell stories, so I will too. Um, all right. Thank you guys so much. Uh, your God. Thank you so much for everything that you give us. Thank you for all these people here and bringing them into uh, my circle. And please help me to uh, give them the thoughts, ideas, and education that they need to succeed and uh, help them to become full leaders for you, Lord. The world needs more filmmakers that are Christian. We love you, Lord. That will be done. Amen. Awesome. All right. Thank you, Gordon. If anyone else needs to go, go for it. Um, but until we go, I want to hear stories. Yeah, I have to go up to him. So. Okay, all right. So, Hugh, lay it on yeah. us. So, so, so my story, it, when I was in college, I was in Jamaica. So um, there was this girl that came from the U.S. Um, she was in music. Music was my minor. Um, and she was, I thought she was a goddess. You know, <laughs> she was so beautiful. She played the, the piano so well. So a few of us um, went out to the beach one day, you know. I'm a guy, I'm from Jamaica. I'm supposed to be able to swim and all that, right? <laughs> so we're, we're, we're all there swimming and, and stuff. And she went all the way out, apparently she She went all the way out to the, the reef, which was way out there. And um, the director, music director, who was at the trip as well, she said, you know, we need to call, so her name is Kim, we need to get Kim. So I said, okay, I'll volunteer. I'll swim out there to her, just to impress her, and say, hey, let's go. <clears throat> Halfway <laughs> to meeting her, I got tired. <laughs> and she saw me, and she was coming back at, by that time. You know, I said, hey, come. How far and was this? How far out there? <laughs> this, this was... Probably a half a mile out. Oh, no, no, no. All right, let him be conservative. Say a quarter mile. I don't want to say okay. Half. Okay. And um, it's a good swim. Yeah. <laughs> and she was and she was coming back, and I was going to her, and I was tired. I started sinking. Oh. I thought I was going under. And um, the girl that I went to impress and rescue, she rescued me and <laughs> <laughs> brought me back um, to shore. I was so embarrassed. And I thought, never again. I was this. This was so embarrassing. I almost drowned trying to impress a girl <laughs> until I did it another time. <laughs> oh man! So you guys are married now. <laughs> I don't know where she is. <laughs> you wish? Oh man! Yeah. I was hoping for the happy ending. That's so, right. <laughs> no, she saved Less, me. Lessons learned. All right. Oh, no, I can't swim that far. Oh no! All right, guys, we gotta go. You gotta do the back float next right. time. I would do I learned to float after that. Oh my goodness! <laughs> Well, thank you so much, you. Thank you. Nice to meet you. All right. And oh, that's my son. Hold on. Let me just write. Still. All right. Who's got a story? Anybody else? <laughs> yes, you have to look. This is a Japanese. <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to point. There you go. Okay. So I drive uh, Uber on the side. One of my favorite Uber stories. So um, <clears throat> I got called to pick up um, somebody at uh, Icon Park. So I uh, pull up in front of the uh, pickup spot, and this uh, girl comes running toward the car, jumps over the little uh, chain, hops in the front seat, and she goes, when, when, when the rest of them come, tell them they're, tell them they're really slow. Like, okay, whatever. So a few seconds later, the rest of the family comes. 
the mom comes in, sits behind me. Little brother sits in the middle. <clears throat> Dad sits in the uh, sits behind, behind the daughter. He closed the door, and the heavens open up. It was one of these um, Florida, you know how it is in, in, in the summertime. It just torrential rain, <laughs> and uh, we pull off and start start you know going to the destination. Now I believe they were from um, Ohio, so you know, they weren't they weren't used to this. So I'm talking to the mom. Um, Dad's on his phone, you know, oblivious. And the daughter in the front seat, she is just loving this ring. You know, she's got the <laughs> phone out, you know, the pictures and the video and narrating and everything. Yeah. And uh, so at one point, she actually rolls the window down to get a um, better view of the rain. And um, because of the, the direction or the direction we're going, the wind and so forth, uh, it didn't get in the car. So I was really surprised. Then I was just like, and the parents are not going to say anything or whatever? So I was like, Okay, whatever. You know, let's continue talking to mom. Dad's on the phone, or whatever. And she had it put it down for a few seconds, <coughs> and she uh, put it back up again, and we continued on. So we're driving, still all the same thing going on. Uh, we changed direction, and um, she puts the window down again. This time, soaks the dad in the back. What are you doing? Put the window up. Are you crazy? And just the whole fracas in, in, in the in the car. And the, oh, I, I'm trying to know. You know, last time it was with that mother and so forth. And just, and so, so this obviously halted my conversation with the mom. And I'm sorry, I'm just sitting there silently in the middle of, middle of this. And had a straight face, but in my mind, I was just rolling. I thought this was the funniest thing ever. But um, yeah, so a few minutes later, dropped them off, and um, I guess they enjoyed the rest of the vacation. <laughs> yes. awesome. Me? All right, great. Okay. Um, <laughs> anime. God, anime. What's that? Anime. Anime. Oh, you want to talk about a story you saw in anime, or no? <laughs> I just like anime. Okay. Okay. You, you you don't have one ready? I have bad hearing. I I'm like, no. Okay. <laughs> I wish I did, but I don't. Okay. Rekki, you got a story? Uh, sure. This was from my childhood. When I moved to Central Florida, um, my parents were, like, commuting. My mom hadn't found a job yet, so she's still living in South Florida, and we just bought a house here, and my younger sister and I were living with my dad. And sometimes my mom would come up to surprise us. Well, one Sabbath, I am a very like anxious and paranoid personality <laughs> and one Sabbath we're just like downstairs chilling and I hear the garage open and I'm like oh my goodness there's robbers and I don't know why robbers would like have our garage opener and none of that processing is going through my brain but I am terrified if I'm screaming and I'm panicking my younger sister and we had a fireplace in that house and she grabs the like fire pick <laughs> and oh, no. she's like holding it like this <laughs> substantially younger than me like we're four years apart so I'm 11 at the time and she's maybe seven like holding this. <laughs> and we're bucking it up the stairs and then my dad's racking up and he's like it's just your mother we we're just surprising you with your mom and she walks in thinking it's going to be like this beautiful moment and I'm like terrified and my sister has <laughs> a little fire pit like ready to attack and it kind of sums up our personalities that she was ready to attack and I was ready. gone <laughs> oh man no sense. I'm trying to think what story I can tell it's appropriate that's, that's probably my hard part um, <laughs> That was my, too. I was like, trying to <laughs> I think of a lot of stories that are, are usually something bad happens, <laughs> what I remember. Um, well, oh, I'll, 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 go, I'll, go ahead. A minute. Go ahead, And just based off your story, I was going to tell a different story, but um, the uh, kind of the same thing. We, before Heather and I moved here, my wife, it was summer of 1999, we, or summer of 2000, we had just been married since January, end of January, so we'd only been married a couple months. So it was almost like a second honeymoon. We'd gone to Puerto Vallarta for our honeymoon, and then my aunt and uncle were like, hey, you know, you guys, uh, we were looking for some, uh, some work, and they're like, why don't you come down and house sit? We're going to Europe, and we need this. someone to watch our cats, because it's like for, like $800 to board your cats for two and a half weeks. <laughs> and they're like, well, you can stay at the house, use the cars, have pool, whatever, just the two of you. are like, heck yeah. <laughs> so we signed up. First night that we got there, we are in the guest room, 
there's just two of us in the house, um, and so <laughs> we <laughs> we go to bed, and there is this huge walk-in closet at the foot of the bed. So we've stored our stuff in there, and there was like uh, wrapping paper. All my like all my aunt's Christmas decorations were all on these white iron, you know, metal shelves that are prevalent in Florida. It's probably two in the morning. We're both sound asleep, and they're like, "Don't forget to set the like. Here's how to set the alarm system." And we were from Wisconsin, and nobody has alarm systems in Wisconsin. Uh, my wife grew up on a dairy farm. They never even locked their doors, um, you know. And so, wasn't really a thing. And so I'm like, "Okay, we set the set the alarm." And all of a sudden, at like two thirty in the morning, the loudest crash I've ever heard is just like bam, blah, blah. and as we both sat up in bed, and we looked at the door. You could hear stuff moving in the in the closet, oh and she's like, "Go look." <laughs> I'm like, "I'm not going to look." And she's like, "Oh my gosh, what if it was the cats?" She's like, "If we kill their cats, they're going to be mad." <laughs> and I'm like, "Yeah." I'm okay. like, "I'm not really worried about cats." I'm like, "What if it's a burglar?" <laughs> like, why would a burglar come in through our door, close it, and then go into the closet and close it, right? But you're, I mean, I can feel my head, and I'm just like, and she's like, "Well, go," and I'm like, "Well, I don't even." Uh, we left our clothes in the bathroom. I'm like, I don't even have anything to put. I don't even clothes to put on. All of our stuff was in the bathroom. And I'm like, what are we supposed to do? She's like, well, I don't either. And I'm like, what do I do? Go open the door, flip on the light with no clothes on, and, and wrestle a burglar? This doesn't, even, <laughs> this doesn't even make any sense, right? So I just remember <laughs> there was this uh, like wooden chair next to there. And I had this chair in my hand as I go to grab the door, flick on the light, and it is the biggest mess. And the reason there was noise was because all the, the wrapping paper had come undone and there were boxes just slowly sliding, making oh. crinkling noises with the wrapping paper. Oh. But as close as I've ever had to having a heart attack and then feeling like I'm just going to wrestle this burglar. Stand your ground. And both of us, and she's like, we just, I mean, I just remember both of us standing there going like, this is the dumbest thing we've ever had to deal with. And here we are. Just a totally dumb, random story, but... I feel like if there's ever a burglar, I always, the times that my wife has been like, there's someone in the house. There never has been, thank God. But I've, I've always just shouted first. It was like, get out of my house. <laughs> I'm like, hopefully they're gone if there, if there was one. But, um, okay, sorry. Are you guys okay with a story that involves poop? Um, yes. Okay. Yes? Anybody, anybody object? If you're listening online, you want to hear a story about poop. Turn it off now. All right. So. In high school, I used to uh, work as maintenance for uh, police, uh, Forest Lake Education Center at this uh, elementary school. I was in high school, and they gave me a golf cart. And I had to work for this guy um, who was this old guy, um, and he was kind of a grumpy guy, kind of a rough around the edges guy. And um, he was the type of guy where one time we found a mouse trap with a sticky type and the poor mouse was just there wiggling on the, on the thing. And he just took out a wrench and was like, pop, and just broke the mouse's neck. But, um, and just right there in front of me and just was like, what, you've never had to kill a mouse before? This isn't even the story, but um, <laughs> this, this is a pre-story. Um, and that was who I worked for. So I, I didn't want to mess up my job. You know, and my job before he would get there, because um, he was on old man time and he wouldn't get there till later, um, was to drive around in a golf cart and pick up whatever trash I could find. And there's a great hill there. I would often love going down that hill in the, in the um, golf cart. Um, and um, I was always zipping around. I had the little, I, I often had the claw to pick up trash. And one day I drove to the lower level of their parking lot and I saw a clump of newspaper, and when uh, I, it's like time slowed down. No. Once I started touching that newspaper, it oh. was like oh. I'm not sure what hit me first: the smell, oh, no. the realization oh, of no. what I was seeing, or oh. what. But I picked up that newspaper, and something fell out, Ugh. and it was a pair of underwear. Oh no! Come on! <laughs> oh no! That had oh no a poop in it. Yeah. Uh, and you picked up with your hand and left the claw. And luckily, I had touched the newspaper. Did you have gloves on? No. Oh. No. I don't know if I had the claw. I don't remember. <laughs> and I have never quit 
a job. <laughs> but in that moment, I was like, there's nothing I can do to quit. There's nothing I can do. But I had to, if I had to quit, I had to face the grumpy old man and tell him I was quitting and why I was quitting. <laughs> who, who will just snap necks of <laughs> mice in front of you? And so I think I got a bag and it was just like, so oh, so horrible, just putrid, just like like trying to grab it and I'm like retching in my mouth and just like, <laughs> like almost throwing up. I'm sorry, Mickey, like a, and, then, and then I get it in the bag and like tying it up and all this stuff. And I'm just like, I can't do this anymore. I gotta quit. Sorry, I got pizza coming out of my mouth. Um, I'm like, I gotta quit. And so, grumpy old man gets there, and I'm like, you know what I had to do this morning was I found poop and an underwear wrapped in newspaper, and I had to pick that up and throw it away. And he just looks at me and he's just like, yeah, I left it there for you. And he's like, well, someone had a problem, and that was it. <laughs> and I was like, did he yes. mean you or me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know to this day. But I was like, <laughs> there wasn't any like, wow, that's horrible. You shouldn't have had to do that. It was just like, somebody had a problem. <laughs> and that was it. That was it. So there's my story. I'm sorry. Quick <laughs> story. Oh, that's just horrible. One of the strongest memories I have because the you know, smell is most associated with memory. And it's just, it was yeah. just, just, I can still remember that moment of like, la di da, picking up, reaching over, and then just like, something's wrong. <laughs> what is wrong? I've <laughs> washed your hands so many times. Oh, uh, no. I don't think I ever touched actual poop, but run, you stay run. run. Yeah. So, I wash my, I'll wash my hands. Okay. Modern plumbing is the best. Like, oh, oh man, so good. All right, hand. awesome. So, thank you guys so much. Uh, I guess we can stop recording now. I, those of you that weren't here in person, I'm sorry you weren't here. I I want to see you next time. Um, we will likely meet at the church because I think that's closer for a lot of you. So um, I just definitely wanted to show you guys this place as we got started. So thank you guys for coming. Um, two weeks is the next meeting. Because some of the magic might end up happening here too. I mean, like the post production. Yeah. We'll handle. We'll, you know, yes. if we need to do voiceovers or yeah. anything else. Oh, I was going to say post production will most likely happen here. Yeah. And I'm planning on live streaming it as I do it, um, and I'll set times when I'm going to live stream the editing. Um, or you can actually come and look over my shoulder if you'd like. I, I would say though, really, if you want to, like, even um, I've edited a lot of audio, but editing audio, like. When you have multiple takes of things, oh, hey, where did that audio go? Did, hey, didn't we have a good take of that somewhere? And even if there's someone that can go and listen for takes and, and organize and things like that, there's yeah. a ton. So if there's a production part that you're interested in or something like that, that's, there's, that's a lot of the time. Yeah. Because even for Ellen, it took about an, it took me for doing the final audio that we sent out was about an hour a minute of finished video to yeah. get uh, all the, just to get it's, it right. It's a lot of work, but it's when it, you when you go maximum effort on something, it takes a lot of time. <laughs> yeah. yeah, cool, cool. I'm I'm super excited. I had a great time tonight. I hope you did too. Thank Ooh. you. Thank you.